Prayer for When You're Angry by Maggie Meadows Cooper, read by Leah Martin. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart. Ezekiel 11:19. Anger. It's an easy subject to discuss because we've all been there. I'm generally a pretty laid-back gal, so I don't get angry very often. I prefer to say that I'm irritated or agitated, something more southern and ladylike. But my friends know me well, and they'll call me on it. Sometimes I'm just flat-out mad. Jonah was a man who knew something about being angry. He ran from God in disobedience. But the Lord saved him out of the belly of a whale and gave him a second chance. So he took that chance and went to tell the people of Nineveh that their sin was going to bring the wrath of God. They listened, repented, and then God changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened, Jonah 3.10. But instead of being thankful for the lives that were saved, Jonah was angry. He wanted judgment brought on others, in spite of the fact that he was just saved. The Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry about this? Jonah 4.4 Jonah wanted mercy and grace for himself, but he was unwilling to give it to others. But it has to go both ways. Here are three things to consider the next time we're angry. One, we need to self-reflect. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says we need to examine ourselves. That's not a fun thing to hear or to do, but it's necessary. Paul said this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them all. 1 Timothy 1.15 When we see our own depravity, then we take ownership of our own mistakes. When we can truly realize the depth of our own sin and humble ourselves, we can give mercy and show grace to others the way Jesus does for us. 2. We need to consider the other person's circumstances. People say things and do things without thinking sometimes because they're blinded by their current circumstances. Take time to see things from the other person's perspective and put their needs above your own. It's much easier said than done, I know, from experience, but it is something to aspire to. Philippians 2.3 says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Three, we need to decide what we're going to do with our anger. Anger in itself isn't a bad thing. There are times to get angry. Jesus did in Matthew 21. God does too. It's what we do with it that's concerning. We basically have two choices. We can let it control our hearts and lead us into captivity. Or we can find freedom through forgiveness. 
that's pretty much it. I have a visual I use to think about it that begins with the hurtful event right in the middle. And stemming out from that hurtful event, I can either draw a line downward to anger and further and further downward through resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, and then ultimate captivity. Or I can draw a line lifting me upward away from the hurtful event toward realization of my own depravity and continue that line upward through prayer, forgiveness, and then ultimately to freedom. Many times anger starts with a minor irritation that makes us mad. But sometimes it is actually a serious offense that leads to anger. Either way, the question is, which direction will you let your anger take you? Downward into captivity or upward to freedom? Satan would like nothing more than for you to be eaten up with resentment, bitterness, and unforgiveness until you find yourself trapped in a place you can't escape from. A wise friend once told me that Satan drives us and the Lord guides us. Choose the one you want leading you, my sweet friends. Let's pray. Dear Lord, take my stony, stubborn heart and turn it into a tender, responsive heart that seeks you and your will above all else. Forgive me any bitterness I harbor in my heart and help me to find release and peace in you alone. I thank you for your grace, mercy, and the work you're doing in my life. In your mighty name, amen. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.